This week on Moms Moving On. You know, everyone says time heals all wounds. Well, I suppose time numbs all things, right, eventually, but it's a healing process is a very active process. So I think conscious co-parenting to me starts with reparenting of yourself. And for me, the reparenting process really looks at diving in and excavating all of the muck off of us, all of the limiting beliefs, all the cultural conditioning that we've been put on us, all of the pain, the trauma, the things that we've had happen in our life really cover up who we truly are. Life moves on, so why shouldn't we? This is Michelle Dempsey-Moltak, your host of Moms Moving On, navigating divorce, co-parenting, single motherhood, and moving on. Hi, everyone. We're back with another Moms Moving On. I took a little break to travel out of town. My very, very good friend who has been on the podcast was remarried in Park City, Utah, and it was nothing short of a dream. So thank you uh, for asking for new episodes, because here we are, and we're here with someone who also talks about conscious co-parenting, ironically, like my friend from the wedding. Um, We have a beautiful woman named Mickey Gardner, who's a certified life coach and is trained to help women sort out the overwhelm, confusion, fear, and self-doubt they feel after divorce. Hello, this is like a slam dunk for us. She's certified in the conscious parenting method, which you guys know I love from Dr. Shafali and Evelyn Mendel, as well as the applied positive psychology, where she's trained to help moms move past their limiting beliefs, unravel the patterns of their past, and become strong, effective, loving parents. I love it. Mickey, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here and to talk to other people about conscious co-parenting. You're literally following up Dr. Shafali, who obviously I know you know, who yes. was on the podcast and we were talking about her new book, but I mentioned to her that she was my conscious parenting guru and my good friend, Evelyn, who whose wedding I was at, also introduced me to conscious parenting. And now I'm just obsessed. So let's talk about conscious co-parenting and how you got into all of it. Yeah. So, um, so I just, you know, I just have to first, so I love sort of the universe and all of those things, but it's amazing how sort of once something falls into your lap, it just keeps coming to you, right? Like when something, when a message is meant for you, it will always find you. So I love how it sort of builds over and over, but, um, so I'm a certified life coach, um, through the life coach school, but in my past life, I was a wedding planner. And I traveled all over the world doing huge events for people. And I was married and I have one son. So it was, I lived a very different life from today. Uh, I was, you know, as a wedding planner, very type A, Mm -hmm. (laughs) very high strung, very high stress. And so my marriage ended um, due to a number of reasons. And I really found myself just kind of wondering like, what have I done all this for, right? I checked all the boxes in life and then now look at where I am. And it sort of led me on a long path, but I ended up changing careers and really finding um, my passion of helping moms. Um, I apologize. I have a new puppy. So why, girl, you've come to the right place. Oh God, it's like infancy all over. I, I know, I know. I said to my husband, like, 
we don't need a puppy. We don't need to be having like a naked toddler in the house right now. And he said, no, it's fine. We have to train them to be like us in our home. Now, guess who's up at 6 a.m.? Not me. He's teaching me a lot about uh, consciousness right now. So I'm trying to teach him to meditate with me. So if I can get that done, I'll be a happy woman. But um, so I, uh, long story short, I ended up really finding my purpose and um, through the journey of my own and really starting to become conscious and awakened, as Dr. Shafali would say. I saw the impact in my own life. I saw the impact on my family, on my son, on my relationship with my ex and his now partner. And so it's really, it's it's a message that I want to send to the world because I don't think enough of us believe that there is a different way to do this. And there is a different paradigm for parenting and co-parenting. And so that's what I love to talk about. I love that because I had very much of the same shift um, in my own personal life when I was married to my ex-husband and it didn't happen until I had my daughter. And I remember sitting there like holding her and there's this like little girl, which I was so scared to have because I had so many issues of my own. I didn't want to raise a daughter with the same kind of issues, right? And I remember thinking to myself, like, it's time for me to change. Like mm-hmm. something's yeah. gotta give. And I remember having that moment, also a very type A person. And and it's powerful when you realize that like, you can literally change your life. It's just a matter of taking a few simple steps, right? Yes, absolutely. Um, excuse me. One What's second. your puppy's name? His name is Carl. All right, we have, we have Nikki and Carl on tonight, everybody. <laughs> He's going away. Give me one moment. Okay. I remember that shift and I remember feeling it so deeply, but I knew in that moment that I couldn't change in the marriage that I was in. That marriage brought out all of the worst in me. And I'm sure you hear of that all the time. And all the women I work with say the same thing. Like I was the worst version of myself. And it's what made me realize I had to change or it's why I wanted to leave and and try something new. So with divorce comes co-parenting. Yes. And you help women with co-parenting. I do, I do. So what does it mean to co-parent on a, on a more conscious level? I'd love to hear about that. Yeah, there's sort of three myths that, that I believe a lot of people sort of feel about, you know, divorce still has a ton of shame, a ton of um, sort of almost as if it's contagious um, and you feel so alone in the process. And, you know, everyone says time heals all wounds. Well, I suppose time numbs all things, right, eventually, but it's, a healing process is a very active process. Um, So I think conscious co-parenting to me starts with reparenting of yourself. And for me, the reparenting process really looks at diving in and excavating all of the muck off of us, all of the limiting beliefs, all the cultural conditioning that we've been put on us, all of the pain, the trauma, the things that we've had happen in our life really cover up who we truly are and who I believe we really truly are. Every single one of us is whole, complete, worthy beings. You know, we're all sort of cut from the same cloth and at our core, that's who we are. But We have to really excavate everything on the outside to be able to see that. When we can sit in our wholeness, knowing that we are imperfectly perfect, you come from a different place because you take responsibility, you take ownership over your life, 
you understand your co-creation. I think what you so beautifully said about sort of you realized you couldn't expand and grow in the marriage that you were in. It's like, we have to look at how are we co-creating our own lives and then stepping into that. So for me, conscious parenting is really about learning who you are, what needs to be healed, and then moving forward, right? Because we can only give what we have. So if we want to truly love, care for, and encourage our children, we have to be able to, we have to be able to start with us. Yeah. Yeah. And it also takes a sense of self-awareness that until you reparented or you've gone back and you've healed the stuff that you've suppressed all these years, you you just don't reach that level of self-awareness. And I'll tell you, it feels so good to know when I'm triggered, why I'm triggered to be able to say to my current husband, it's not you, it's totally me. And to actually have a conversation about it. Whereas before it was just these feelings that I couldn't understand where they were coming from. And it's helpful in parenting. I know for me, because my frustrations with my daughter are very often, you know, subconsciously frustrations my mom had with me when I was younger. And so to be aware is just takes your life experience in general to a whole nother level. Absolutely. And I think, you know, people say like, my kid just triggers me, right? We were given the kids that we have for a very specific reason, right? Like they're here to help us heal. They are here as our guides as much as we're here as their guides. And so I think when we're triggered, right? It's not the other person or the child doing anything to us. It's really an old wound that hasn't been healed that's being poked. Mm -hmm. And when we can stop, as you just said, and kind of realize what's really happening here, right? Because when kids act out, when adults act out, right? When, you know, there can be an adult temper temper tantrum that's just as ugly as a three-year-old temper tantrum, right? No. (laughs) (laughs) We all know. So it's so helpful on the, when we are conscious, right? Or even just being able to be less reactive right? That's kind of goal number one is just learning how to not react. And that's where when we start to awaken, when we start to do this conscious work, it's really about sinking into the present moment, sinking into what is true right now, and then figuring out how to go from there, right? Versus just blindly reacting to anything, because that's when we have regrets. That's when we don't show up as our best self. And this is what I'm working with my clients on day in and day out, because high conflict ex-spouses will trigger an instant reaction. And I know because I was in that position at one point and the power of just putting your phone down and walking away and taking a minute to breathe, you know, it's, it's underrated that power of just no response, you know, being a response, but um, it is very hard for people in general when they are still in that emotional Mm-hmm. period right after the divorce and everything's unraveling and they're in the process legally and their ex is just as mad as they are and they're getting used to co-parenting there's a lot there and i know that you know you talk about the myths of co-parenting so i'm wondering what some of those are for you and how we can debunk them for our listeners yeah so the first one is the myth that divorced families are broken right Oh no, they come from a broken home. We've all heard that one, right? There is nothing broken about that family, right? Marriage is considered a failure when it ends via time, right? 
but sometimes it's time for something to come to a conclusion so that you can start the new chapter, right? And as much as we might be ending the marriage or ending the romantic relationship, we're not, we are still a very much a family, right? How, so how are we going to go through and look at that? And so I think when we start to believe even just the littlest bit or unconsciously that we are broken or that the family is broken, the brain is wired to find evidence for what you're asking. So if that even is there a little bit, you're constantly looking for the ways in which you are. And it's that energy that affects the family and most of all the children more than the actual divorce, right? It's the energy that we're bringing to it. And so it's so important. And, and as you said, there is that period of time and grieving and parenting is hard enough. Parenting with someone that you have, you know, lived a life with, maybe are in conflict with, right? And have all of that pain. You're expected to do the same parenting only with all of this baggage. It is hard. Like, <laughs> it is hard. And I think learning how to have some grace for that. And like you said, just, and I talk to my clients all the time about the power of the pause just to take a breath, right? Anything can be fixed, but it doesn't have to be done in this, in this moment. And so I think just starting to understand that you're not broken, your kids are not broken, your family is still a family. It might be in two houses, right? It might look very different, but it's still a family. And what energy are you going to build that on? Yep. And I love that because in my community, um, it's, you know, on, on my Instagram, we know that we don't use the term broken. Like, I don't believe in it. and it's very much like you said, a mindset. And I, and I point out, I'm able to point out to my daughter many, many times, even though her dad and I are very often on way opposite sides of the playing field, our family moments, like when I drop her off at his house and I'm able to go inside and she's showing me her room and we're all sitting around the kitchen island talking about something that happened to her at school or at camp. That's a family moment. And you don't realize that like, Family doesn't have to be just somebody you sign papers with, right? We have friends that we consider our family and, and being able to honor those moments and talk to them about your children, I find to be so powerful because our kids are more okay, like using the word divorce and, and comprehending the term if we're okay with it. Exactly. We are the example to our children of what it looks like to be a mom, to be a woman, to be a human, to be an adult, to be a friend, a sister, like all of the things, every single moment of every day, we are their example of that. Yep. That is a heavy responsibility and a beautiful gift. Yep, absolutely. Right? And so that's something that I try to really keep in mind because I fail at it millions of times daily right? Like I don't show up the way that I want. I'm like, come on, you know, how did I just do that? But I keep trying, right? Because I know that I'm the example and I left my marriage because I did not want him to grow up, my son Leland. I didn't want him growing up thinking that that is love, that that is how two adults love one another, right? I said, I just, I'm not going to be that example, and as soon as I realized that I was the example, I felt I felt a responsibility. And I think that for me was just a tiny bit of the beginning. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, I think so many women have that moment. It's that like, Absolutely. you know, I, going back to what everybody asks me the most is how do you know when it's time to leave? And it's not like you wake up one day and you're like, 
I think I'll leave my marriage today. It's little things that happen over time. And, and definitely one of them is realizing that you are not your best self in front of your children when you're in an unhappy partnership. 100%, right? And, you know, I think it it is that idea that, that divorce breaks families, right? I know that I personally resisted it. Divorce wasn't something in my immediate family that I grew up with. Uh, we just celebrated my parents' 50th anniversary pre-COVID mm-hmm. with a big trip, right? So it was a really hard thing for me to, to mentally get over. But, you know, I think we all have those moments. But trusting that we are whole and we are exactly as we're supposed to be and exactly where we're supposed to be and have everything available to us is what I try to, I try to hold that belief for my clients until they feel it for themselves. Amen. Hey guys, Michelle here with a word from one of our sponsors. The Soberlink system is designed to make parenting time safer with real-time remote alcohol monitoring. Soberlink uniquely combines a breathalyzer with wireless connectivity and is the only system that includes facial recognition, tamper detection, and advanced reporting. Parents can submit a test anytime, anywhere, thanks to Soberlink's wireless technology, which delivers test results by text message or email to the concerned parties. Simplify co-parenting arrangements by using the system that provides transparency and proof of sobriety throughout the day. Flexible schedules combined with real-time delivery results make Soberlink the experts in remote alcohol monitoring technology. For a limited time, get $50 off your device by emailing info at Soberlink.com and mentioning Moms Moving On. Drive safe. Wait, 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 wait. Before we do anything, I have to ask, have you not joined the Moms Moving On membership community yet? This is the place I created for anybody looking for the benefits of coaching without having to commit to a high coaching fee. I've rounded up my go-to experts to put together curated content just for you, including free monthly webinars with me, self-confidence boosters, co-parenting tips and strategies, heartbreak advice, divorce anxiety relief, legal advice from top U.S. attorneys and mediators, financial advice, ebooks to help you on your journey, journal prompts and worksheets, discounts for all my favorite brands. The list goes on and on and on. And all of this at only $9.99 a month. Yep, you heard that right. $9.99 a month to be connected to women all over the world who are going through exactly what you're going through and to connect with me. Go to momsmovingon.com slash become a member and join us today. Okay, so what is the second myth of co-parenting? The second one is that divorce makes you less of a parent, right? Because, oh, now you're 50% of a parent or 60 or 40 or whatever your, your structure is, right? But somehow because of this time, now you're less of a parent. So you have less to say, less control, right? It's less of everything. Well, that immediately sticks us in a scarcity mindset. And a scarcity mindset is a dangerous place to come from, right? Because can I do something I yeah. can tell you, and I'm sorry to cut you off. And I love talking about this. I love that you brought this up because I feel I am a better and more present mother yeah. because of my 50% 
than I would be, you know, it's like when you, not that people take their kids for granted, but when you know you only have so much time, when those 18 years I would have gotten with her are now shortened to nine and two weekends a month instead of four, you bet your ass I am making the most of all of that time. Absolutely. And I think it's too, you know, you're still the mom. You're still the mom, even when they're at their other parents' house. You're still the mom, even if another, you know, if a step-parent comes in, right? You're not less. You're still very much you, and you get to show up how you want to show up. Um, you know, I have a lot of clients who will initially say, well, it's not on my time. So, you know, I can't do that. And they end up just miserable when they don't have their children. Well, I don't believe that there's any law that you can't still go watch soccer practice. You can't choose to do certain things, right? And the more you co-parent in a strong, effective, loving way, and there are high conflict ones, you know, situations where it makes it more challenging, but thinking of yourself as still the mom when they're not with you, you can still show up the way that you want to. Absolutely. So I think that's, that, that one is, you know, it's just, with all the courts and all the agreements and all the things, it just makes it very um, challenging. And when you believe the myth, it just, it's, it's really hard to get out from under that heaviness. And when you stop fighting, you know, I, I always encourage my clients, the same thing I do is even if my ex asks me for something, I'm saying my is in general, everybody, even if your ex asks you for something and it seems unfair and you don't want to give in because he's been such an asshole or, it, you know, whatever it is, give them what they want. Because at the end of the day, no matter what, they will need the, re the favor returned. And also it will soften them to you. And, and your kids are always going to see you as home. You're still going to be home-based. The more I am generous with my ex, the more he calls on me for help, favors, and the more we can do things together. And yeah. so, you know, this mentality of, well, I'm not going to be helpful with my ex because he's an asshole. Well, who does that hurt? It doesn't hurt him. It hurts the kids. And I and, love that you're sharing you. this. Yeah. And it, it hurts us I'm mostly, sorry. right? Like, because we are the ones that feel it, right? We all of our feelings come from the way that we're thinking, right? It doesn't come from the other person. It doesn't come from the situation, right? How we feel about something is due 100% to how we think about it, right? So when we hold on to anger, when we hold on to resentment, when we hold on to blame and judgment, we're doing it, um, you know, expecting the other person to feel it. They don't. We feel it. It's, and then we don't show up as our best selves. Yeah. Um, this is so great. I, I knew, I knew right away, like when we connected, I'm like, I have to have a conversation with this woman. Okay. So the last myth about co-parenting, let's help all of our co-parenting mamas feel better today with this third myth debunked. Okay. So this one is that co-parenting is all about the kids. Interesting. I don't yeah. know where you're going with this. So I'm intrigued. So this is very much the conscious parenting method, right? So parenting really doesn't have much to do with your children. Parenting is really about, because when we focus on the children or you focus on your ex, you are, you are focusing on and putting all of your energy into the very person that can you cannot change. Right. So when we're focused on our kids and changing our kids and fixing our kids and doing things for our kids, we are inevitably not putting our attention and focus on what we can control and change. 
which is sitting right here, right? So we try to control the situation. We try to control our acts. We try to manipulate and make things work and shift and do all the things and do all this, everything. But really we have parenting and co-parenting is about us. How are we showing up? How are we taking responsibility for what's going on? How do we look at and understand how did I co-create that, right? What was my part in this, mm -hmm. right? Even when your kid is melting down, it didn't happen in a vacuum. And I'm not saying to blame yourself. It's not about self-blame self or anything like that, but it's understanding what is my responsibility? How am I showing up? And how can I be the change that I want to see, right? We can... Giving and receiving is a simultaneous thing, right? What we put out, we get back. So it's like a simple thing, right? You could walk into a room and we want our kids to shut the screens off because it's time to shut the screens off. We walk in, we're like, shut the screens off, <laughs> right? And they're like, no, right? And then all of a sudden it's World War III, right? Going at it. Same thing with our ex, right? We'll maybe come at them or they come at us. And it's like the instant reaction, right? So it's really not about what is happening as much as what is my reaction? How am I showing up? How am I choosing? What energy am I choosing to bring to this, right? Because our power is really in our awareness, being very, very much grounded in the present moment and how we are going to show up right? Not letting others affect us. The, I, tell, I tell the women that I work with is that we don't want to just be, you know, like a pretty flower or anything. We want to be the redwood tree or the oak tree, right? Oak trees have really deep roots. They are grounded in the earth. A hurricane can come through. They might lose some leaves, but they are still standing. That's who we want to be. And we can do that when we are focused on how we're showing up, how how aware we are of the situation. And then we have the strength to weather any storm that happens, right? Because our kids are gonna struggle, right? And we don't wanna be so focused on them and their struggles that we're not showing up for them. Oh, that's beautiful. That is really, really great. I am so glad we had you on here today. Um, I relate to so much of what you said, so much of what you said are messages that I share with my clients and my audience and community as well. And I love that there is this army of us now sort of fighting back against the stigma and, and these myths and helping people feel more empowered in their role as co-parent. So thank you, Mickey. I appreciate your time and all of your insight. Where can our thank listeners you. find you? So I'm at, um, my website is just my name, MickeyGardner.com. And then I'm at Instagram, uh, same, the same thing, Mickey Gardner. And you know, any, I would love to connect with anyone, but I just wanted to say thank you so much, A, for what you're doing, the message that you're putting out there and the beautiful example that you are. Um, I really enjoy your work. And again, love just connecting with people who get it and want to help spread the word, right? Because it, it's so possible and is. there is hope in the world on this. I have to say, yes. And are you remarried? Um, so... I, we are not ever getting, getting married, We're, but I do live with um, my partner. And so, so you yeah. have a partner. So yes. somebody once said to me, sure, it's easy for you to feel this empowered and over it because you're remarried. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I never, ever, ever in any of my work with 
one-on-one coaching, in my workshops, on my podcast, and now with my book coming out. I will never, ever say that that is something you have to work to because the true magic is all within yourself. And it's really just a mindset shift. It doesn't matter who comes into your life or who doesn't. But that's something that I always like to share because there's this idea that like, okay, I'm divorced. Am I going to find somebody new? Am I going to die alone? And I remember people asking me, so do you think you'd get remarried? And I'm like, I am so happy by myself right now because I finally did the work to learn how to be alone that I feel so good and everything else sort of lined up because of that. So it all starts with the consciousness and people like you. So this is a mutual fest. Well, thank you. It was such a pleasure. And I, I agree. I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, that's really, we have to be okay with ourselves and, um, you know, we have to learn to be really comfortable and love ourselves because to truly love others, we have to be able to pour that into ourselves first. And that is, that is the work. And that's why we have children, right? That's, that is the gift that they teach us is really learning how to be present for ourselves so that we can show up for them. Amen. Well, I'm so excited to have had you on. If you're listening, please make sure you go give Mickey a follow. M-I-K-K-I, not M-I-C-K-E-Y. All the links will be in the show notes. Also, make sure you head over to Amazon and pre-order my book, Mom's Moving On. It's coming out soon. Not soon enough, but it's coming. I'm so glad for everybody who is here and keep sending the love. I love responding to you and taking your topic ideas and making them a reality. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Moms Moving On. I hope you found today's episode to be helpful, inspiring, and give you the advice you need to feel empowered and strong as you move on. Don't forget to come say hi on Instagram at the Michelle Dempsey and drop us a line if there's a specific topic or subject you'd like us to discuss. Thanks. Stay strong.